So what do readers do in a simplified way? Readers don't just read. They interpret. They make many of their most important interpretive decisions about the substance of the writing based on clues they receive from you about its structure at all levels of the writing. So you do have an important role. Your one role is to make sense and make your sense clearly. Make meaning clear to the reader. Let's look at a few examples of these clues to the reader at the simplest level of the sentence. Here's one from a poem. And this person wrote, he's seeing a woman walk into the room. She's so radiant, he's saying, she came in softly as in a morning sunrise. What's the basic problem with this sentence? It's from a poem, it's out of context. Don't worry about, should be like, instead of as. He's saying so, she's so beautiful and she's so radiant when she walked into the room. She's like a sunrise, morning sunrise. What's basically wrong with this sentence? What is not very logical about this sentence? She says the sunrise always comes in the morning. Why did he write morning sunrise? Because it's called padding. It's adding extra words that don't help the readability. How about this? What does this literally mean to the reader? Huh? She's what? It, no, it doesn't mean that. It means she's a pretty tall woman. So if I hooked you up with a woman for a blind date, and I let, and I, and I wrote, scribbled a note, I said, I can't, I can't stay long, I can't tell you about her, you're going to see her tonight. Here, I scribble a note, and it says, she's a pretty tall woman. You as a reader is going to say, oh my gosh. That's going to be kind of intimidating. But what happens if I write this? Aha! Now, I don't care if you've learned, we're too old to learn about cumulative and coordinate adjectives. It doesn't matter. What matters is punctuation is a road sign for the reader. So the reader can make sense of what it is you're writing. If you leave the comma out here, it's going to mean a totally different thing. Here's another one. You had to read that twice, didn't you? Right? Because you said, John left with Ted and Mary. Oops, left soon after. Wait, well, I see the writer meant John left with Ted and Mary left soon after. I struggled to read that sentence. I, you made it harder on the reader to read that sentence because your meaning isn't clear. Now, all of a sudden, this clears it up, doesn't it? For the reader, I don't care about the punctuation rule. Punctuation simply is a road sign for the reader to help with readability. See one more. 
Did you have to reread this? Yes, because the reader's mind, your mind, said William heard the secretary and you thought, say something, right? William heard the secretary and you thought in your mind, she said something. But that's not what the writer meant. The writer meant, William heard that the, secret that the secretary was going to quit her job. All of a sudden, my, the reading becomes simpler for me. It's easier for me, the reader. Here's another example. He lay flat on the brown pine needle floor of the forest, his chin on his folded arms, and high overhead, the wind blew in the tops of the pine trees. Maybe just getting to the point where it might be too long, but the writer ends it just at the right time. I'm not gonna, I, I know I've got you all paranoid now. <laughs> this is Ernest Hemingway, Nobel Prize for Literature. What's the vocabulary level here? What is the vocabulary level? Fifth, sixth grade? Sixth grade vocabulary. So you don't need to use big words to become a Nobel Prize winner. But look how he puts words together. You actually feel like you're the person in the forest laying on the pine needles, don't you? You can almost visualize the sky. That's from For Whom the Bell Tolls, if anybody hasn't read, read that, just in case. Now here's another one from Farewell to Arms. Ernest Hemingway was a soldier in the war, I think he was a medic, and uh, he saw violence, awful terror, and uh, he left the army. Farewell to arms, right? He falls in love with a woman. At the end of the book, she dies. Farewell to arms, arms and arms, pretty brilliant. And this is the last line of that novel. She dies and he leaves the hospital. And he writes, after a while, I went out and left the hospital and walked back to the hotel in the rain. Whew. There's a lot in that sentence when you put it in context with his love dying. What's the vocabulary of this sentence? What grade level? Vocabulary grade level is this? Huh? It's basic vocabulary. But the power in that sentence is incredible, given what happens in the novel. That's Ernest Hemingway, Nobel Prize for Literature. Basic vocabulary level. Keep that in mind. Watch this. Here, this is maybe more to your liking. Isotopes, which were discovered in 1853, are radioactive. What does that sentence tell the reader? As written, what does that sentence tell the reader? It says isotopes, which were all discovered in 1853, are radioactive. Let's take a look at how it should have been written. The isotopes that were discovered in 1853 are radioactive. It's a totally different meaning to the reader, yes? This is the careful, this is kind of how you need to be careful about what it is you write. What do you mean 
and how will the reader understand it? So let's look at this one. Margarines, same thing. Margarines, which contain yellow dye number five, may be dangerous. Is this say all margarines contain yellow dye number five? Yeah, it does. Saying, now look at this. Margarines that contain yellow dye number five may be dangerous. So that's a total different meaning here with a couple of different words. This is clear writing, it's clear thinking. You may say, well, I understand what this means. Well, you misled the reader because you didn't write that. So clear writing is clear thinking. Here's one. This is one of my favorites. Our models work well when compared with the calculated values, which is evidenced by the percent errors. What does this mean? Even English people with English as a first language can't understand this. It's a puzzle. I have to work too hard as a reader to understand this. So you, by writing this, you made me work too hard. I'm going to get disinterested, and I'm not going to fund your proposal, or I'm not going to accept your dissertation, and you is just out of luck. If your writing throughout the whole paper is like this, it's going to be too hard on me. Watch this. As the percent errors indicate, our models worked well when compared with the calculated values. All of a sudden, I'm not in the Caribbean anymore because you've made your meaning crystal clear. That is your responsibility, and you're all capable of doing this as long as you think about what it is you mean and what the reader will, how the reader will interpret it. Clear writing is clear thinking. This goes with presentations or writing. Audience may vary. Colleagues with same level of technical expertise, you have to keep this audience in mind, your reader. Administrators technically informed but not expert. Administrators not technically informed. You have to consider this when you're presenting or writing. Who are you writing to? Who are you presenting to? These, those outside your field with any one of three levels of expertise. And here are the three levels, novice, technically informed, and expert. Who is the most difficult to present to or to write to? Novice, technically informed, or expert? How many think novice is the most difficult to write to? How, how many think technically informed? How many think expert? How many don't care? The answer is technically informed. You're, an, you're becoming experts in your field. You can write to experts. And you certainly can bring that down to a novice level. But the problem with technically informed is, let's say you're a physician and you're giving a presentation or writing a paper to nurses. You might have 50 nurses in the room. Some may have one year of experience as a nurse. Some may have 40. How, how do you, that's the most difficult to present to or to write to. It takes very careful planning on your part. 